You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to Season 3 and Episode number 82 of The Daily Beaver here on the Cryer Media Network. Today, recording day, is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023, and it looks like it's going to be a nice day here at the Beaver Lodge with temperatures reaching 8. So we are definitely in spring, getting progressively warmer and warmer every day. Um, almost all of the snow has completely disappeared, which was really interesting because I think it was just about mere two weeks ago that uh, our uh, uh, Japanese rosebush was completely covered all the way to the the top, was buried under it, and now we see nothing but grass <laughs> on our front lawn. Just have a little bit of snow in the back. And oddly enough, in our, on our street, we are the only house that has no snow on the front lawn for some reason. Everybody else still does. Very weird. <laughs> I'm your host, the eager beaver pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, eh? And with me, as always, is my dear friend, my pal, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a Wednesday morning nibble for you, but first... Before we do anything else, our most important task of the day is to say hello to you, Mr. Grizzly, and ask you, how's your mental health doing today? Well, hello and good morning, Mr. Beaver. Um, I'm, I'm, I've only had one cup of coffee. I need more, obviously, because I'm not fully awake. <laughs> As you can attest how we were in the, the pre-show green room for about three minutes before we went live. And yeah, I got time. It was really quiet. Well, I got timing <laughs> off by like an hour. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Yes, we have to make those one quick because I've got to be gone at 8.45. Um, quick? <laughs> sure, you don't mean 7.45? Yeah, that. Yeah, that. We've got to, yeah. Uh, uh, good morning, Kit Hugh. Good morning, Kit Ellen. Good morning, Kit Saucy. And yes, as Kit Hugh has noticed, nice hoodie. What deadly uncle? Oh, okay. Deadly uncle. I wasn't sure. It was a gift from Kit Hugh. Oh, cool, cool. Yes, yes. When we did the podcast weekend, nice. Because I keep talking about my niece and nephew. So. Uh, yeah, I think I am rocking the style. Mm. <laughs> so thank you very much. Ah, good morning, Kit. Grappling with Canada. Lovely to see you as well. Uh, in the headlines, lots of stuff. Uh, was a busy day yesterday. Um, the sweet potato south of us did not get rained. No, no, no. I'm sure that'll come soon enough, though. But we'll, we'll yes, see, we'll see. turns out he lied about that too. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that was more like a trial balloon that he put up there to see how many people would come and protest for him. I think it was about a dozen. And that was the case. Yeah, there were some little protests, but apparently the largest one had only about 150 people that would commit, and only about 50 showed up. So, um, if he was looking to see how much he still loved, um, there's no love for him. No love. I mean, there was still a couple of incidents of violence, and a lot of people, some people phoned in some bomb threats that were well, that's, hoaxes. That's but, his people. That's to be expected, you know. Oh, yeah. But, you know. Um, there was no January 6th. Yeah. No. No January 6th. No. Not even Not close. Not even close. So I got a couple of poppers for you this morning, sir. <laughs> a couple of poppers. Um, let's. Let's start with this one. Um, you, I'm sure you saw this. I think you may have even responded to this on the Twitter. This is uh, from Max Fawcett. Um, why is Pierre Polliver's director of communications telling people the carbon tax will triple on April 1st? And this is Sarah Fisher replying to Seamus O'Regan. You forgot a few more announcements. On April 1st, the Liberal government will triple the carbon tax. On April 1st, the Liberal government will hike the escalator tax on beer, wine, and spirits. By 6.3%. and the, They're really uh, obsessed with booze, aren't they, yeah, conservatives? They, I don't know what it is. They really are. Eventually, Well, and, and then it's like, I mean, she's already been proved that it's not tripling. It's going up by like three cents. But this one from Peter Julian, why are conservatives blocking debate on the NDP motion for a public inquiry into foreign interference? They were opposed to examining Russian interference. What exactly are they afraid of? Because if, and that, they did this. They blocked, they blocked a motion to view all election interference. They only want China's interference. They don't want to look at any other nation that may have tried to interfere with our election. Why is that? Why do you suppose that is? I mean, they've already ruined a, another man's life, uh, Han Dong, a liberal MP at the center of Chinese government. Election interference allegations says CSIS has yet to reach out. Don Valley North MP says he's received death threats following news story. They don't care who they ruin, who they harm, or what harm comes to somebody as long as they're able to get a few points in polling, gain a percentage point or two, and hopefully gain power. They're never going to gain power. But, yep. you know... Yep. Now he's on the record. Uh, he finally spoke up and said, I've done nothing wrong. I've done nothing wrong. You know, everything about my nomination and election is above board and they are reported and they are on public records. And basically saying, yep, he doesn't know how to respond to anonymous and unverified allegations. I mean, how do you, 
the allegations unverified. It's like if somebody takes a mic and puts it in your face and says, like, when did you stop beating your wife? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't uh, laugh at that, but yeah. I mean, have we even established that I have a wife yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can just see the guys, like, when did you stop beating your wife? Wait a minute, I'm married? <laughs> it's, what? No, so nothing who, here. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it is uh it is it is weird. It is very 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 weird. <laughs> well, allegations, I mean allegations can ruin a person's life whether there's a, a a kernel of truth to them or not. Um you can really totally ruin a person's life and that's what they've done here. The man's getting death threats. So it's like come on, be a responsible adult. And until you actually have, you know, evidential proof, don't don't drop a name. You could say an unknown member of parliament may have received help. But pinpointing yeah. and pointing the spotlight at this man, let us not forget the amount of um, hate that the Asian community has faced in the last three years over something that not a single Canadian had any hand in, you know, creating or, you know, I just want to smack people some days. Yeah. And uh, if you got, uh, when you were talking about uh, the votes on the motion, um, this might be interesting. Yeah, okay. Let's just put this there you Can you blow that up? There were two bit? motions being voted. Uh, it's pretty much blown up. There were two, uh, there were two, motions being voted on yesterday. Uh, one was an NDP motion to actually have a public inquiry, uh, which was not supported by the Conservatives. Mm -hmm. And then the Conservatives had their own motion, which was supported by the Bloc and the Greens, but not the NDP. So their motion did not pass the House. And their motion um, was basically to force Katie Telford mm -hmm. Prime Minister's chief of staff to testify. Um, now she's that, going to testify. <laughs> yeah, but the motion did not pass. Now, the vote on the Conservative Opposition Day motion has taken place. The CPC benches are basically full, except for leader Pierre Polliver, who is not in the House for the vote. He is able to vote electronically if he so chooses. Uh, I'm not sure whether he has. I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard anything. I saw something on Twitter saying that he hadn't, but, you know, but that's I couldn't verify that uh, yet, uh, so I was uh, hoping, uh, hoping when uh, when we're during the show, taking a look at open parliament and seeing how we voted or if a vote was recorded. So I'll be uh, uh, clicking on that uh, while you while you are chatting every now and then mm. uh, to see if I can find the answer to that. But Keep it looks like yeah. it, it looks very possible that Peter Papenjay didn't vote for his own motion. Now uh, it appears. <laughs> Am I surprised? <laughs> I'm. Eh, yeah, yeah. The man, he doesn't like to have records. He doesn't like have to have records of him doing stuff or saying. He stuff. has no spine. H how does he walk upright without a spine? Yeah. Now, if you put this one up. Now that uh, Katie Telford has volunteered, um, <laughs> NDP leader Jagmeet Singh's the CPC opposition motion is useless, which he adds, quote, is on brand for a party that is pretty useless. Oh, that's good. Ooh. We got spicy Singh. Spicy Jagmeet. Ooh. 
Well, hey. you know, from Southeast, you know, Southeast Asian uh, cultural cuisine influence in there. A little bit of curry for you. Don't get racist on me for that one. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, this, this spicy jug meat moment is brought to you by the Peppermaster. Try out their flavors, Thai saute or maple umami today. All right. That's a good segue. I, of all of I, a, I love the list of all their shows. I figured that since we're talking about spicy Trudeau, why not give <laughs> Well, do, do you know what? I bet you somebody's going to shit on us for that because we called Sing Spicy because, you know, he's a, he's a man of South, South, uh, South Asian descent. But come on, really? Like, that was spicy. That is spicy. <laughs> Go ahead and dump on me. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Now, Bring it on. I, I, I have a friend who works for Jugmeat. I don't think Jugmeat would be pissed at that. I don't know. Maybe he would. Maybe he would. But I'll see. If 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 we have to pursue this, I'll, I'll reach out to my buddy and say, listen. And I'll send him the clip. And I go, is that offensive? Because we, <laughs> we can call Justin Trudeau spicy, and that seems to be okay. Do you see mm. what I'm saying? And, and the spicy, yeah, yeah. This, we're complimenting. The spicy is the rhetoric. The so... Yeah. And the attitude behind it. I just know somebody somewhere will try and clip that sequence and, and turn it into something it isn't, right? Let them. Life's too short for me to worry about yeah. that. Oh, no, I'm just explaining it. That's all. I don't yep. care. Oh, absolutely. I don't care. Now, we have this other one. There's something that happened, um, and I think we reported on it, so it's a gentle correction. Um, this tweet from Peter Polymer, mm -hmm. what is, quote, truly horrific, what is truly horrific partisanship is Trudeau covering up the election help he got from Beijing and then appointing a, quote, family friend and member of the Beijing-funded Trudeau Foundation to, quote, rapporteur about it. Um, there was a screen cap of this clip. Deleted, yeah. With something on the bottom saying tweet deleted. It was obviously never deleted. Hmm. So, correction. Got it fair is fair. Got to put it out. Yeah, there. just strange that Lori Goldstein was the one who came in. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's in defense of Pierre, right? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I mean, because those types are used as, oh, see, they, they lied about this one thing, so they lie about everything, yeah. as opposed to, we actually lie about everything, but we told the truth once, so therefore, therefore we always tell the we truth. Always told the, yeah, yeah. Remember, history only started three months ago. Or is it three weeks ago? Yeah. I can't remember. Yes. Uh, so they, uh, there was a statement released... Uh, with regard to the participation of Katie Telford. And it's uh, put up here for the kids to see. Oh, nice Chiron. Like, I like cake. So do I. Foreign interference is not a partisan issue. That is why our government put in place two independent bodies, one that includes members of parliament and senators with access to classified documents to review foreign interference in our elections in a responsible way. We also announced an independent special rapporteur to determine if any other transparent process is needed. The mandate of the Independent Special Rapporteur was released today. While there are serious constraints on what can be said in public about sensitive intelligence matters, in an effort to make Parliament work, Ms. Telford has agreed to appear at the Procedure and House Affairs Committee as part of their study. So, that has happened. And what's really interesting about this is, of course, um, well, I mean, conservatives are labeling this as a huge, huge, huge win, hmm. right? And it's like, well, I mean, did, why are you assuming that Katie Telford going on, well, not the stand, but coming to committee to testify, because it's all under oath, even if you're not sworn in, you're still under oath uh, when you come to testify at committee. Um, 
why do you suddenly think that this time she's going to be horrible at it and do a terrible job, given that you have seen her testify before and you know that she's professional and she's competent and what you make like this time because she's volunteered to come, she's just going to suddenly open up. I know. Like, doesn't spill all the state secrets. She's going to answer the questions just because you feel that you asked you, but just because you asked them. Well, and she's going to she's going to deliver state state secrets and you know give up assets and sources and methods just because you asked her to because you're in a committee. Well, let's let's also consider the fact that they've they've mis they've underestimated her. They've underestimated her, and you you do so at your own peril because as we've uh, discussed time and time again, and as. Uh, people who even cannot stand the Liberal Party or Justin Trudeau have all come to the conclusion that he has surrounded himself with brilliant women. Do you think Katie Telford is any less brilliant than, say, uh, Anita Anand or Melanie Jolie or Christian Freeland? I don't think so. Do you think he would have a person in the position that she holds who is not absolutely brilliant and sharp and witty and smarter than everybody in the room? I think they're going to be um, in for a bit of a surprise. I'm, I'm actually kind of salivating thinking about this. <laughs> well, it's like I'm just—it's the same thing when they thought, you know, when they had Jody Thomas come in the second time. Mm-hmm. You saw her come in the first time on the Public Order Emergency Commission. She's professional. She's together. She got—it's like I don't know. It's like they think that they make them come in one hundred times. Like you know, it's like polling. Like nineteen times out of twenty, one will be bad. They'll have one bad day where they'll just trip over themselves and then spill state secrets. This is what I mean, they these do. people are professional. They're, they're pro- and exactly. The, well, not, exactly. Well, not only is it not only is it what they do, but chiefs of staff usually have about a shelf life of about two years. Mm-hmm. Because the job is so much. It's very stressful. My buddy did that. She once. was like, she was like deputy chief of staff, staff under Jerry Butts, mm-hmm. and then took over. She's been there from the beginning. Yeah. So you got to realize how strong right she is. I had a buddy who was a chief of staff for uh, a prime minister once, and after about eighteen months, well, it might have been he might have done a full two years. I can't remember. He tells me he says. It's five o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and I roll out of bed to get into the office for a 6 a.m. meeting on a Sunday. You got to remember these staffers work insane hours. Absolutely insane hours. And he says, my feet hit the floor and I think to myself, I hate my life. So he resigned his position that day. Um, can't tell you who or when or when that was, but suffice to say it was, it was a good decision for him in the end. But once you've already ascended to a a position of that nature, you you get a lot of job offers afterwards, right? Anyway, but uh, Katie Telford has strength, temerity, oh, yeah. backbone. To be able to stay in that position for as long as she has is a testament. Clearly, uh, and clearly, she's a, like she's like Jenny Byrne. She lives, eats, sleeps politics. Yep, in that sense. I mean, it's because a testament. You don't stay in that job that long. It's a testament to how how strong that person is because it is not an easy position. I mean, because yeah. of like burnout is, is common in that position because you just work insane hours. Like, I mean, 20 hour days are not uncommon in that position. They're not. They happen Indeed. all the time. Seven day work weeks, that can go on for months. Right. Um, an average day is 12 hours. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. And that's being kind. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, yeah. I was like, I wasn't even on the hill. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing PR, it was wake up, go to work, 
work all the way through. If you if you get a break or something to eat, if you're if you're having something to eat, you have got somebody sitting across you and you're discussing stuff, yes. <laughs> taking notes. Uh, get back home at maybe seven, sometimes eight. Mm-hmm. Cook a meal, sleep, wake up, do it, do again. it again. So that was literally my life. Oh yeah. When I say average twelve hour days, I'm talking seven days a week. By the way. Fortunately for me, that was not the case because I was a public servant, so I wouldn't, did not a Hill staffer. Mm, no, Hill staffers so, work insane hours. But it stopped. So for me, it wasn't seven days a week, but uh, if it was seven days a week, I would have lasted three years, not seven. Mm. Oh, and, and that, that Hill staffers, I say work insane hours, I'm referring to any Hill staffer. Oh, yeah. Party is irrelevant. Party is irrelevant. They all work insane hours. So, yep. and, and yep. you know, much respect. Yep. Now this whole brouhaha that the conservatives have been doing uh, about Katie Telford, well, it's interesting, interesting, Mr. Grizzly, if you would uh, please indulge me with the video. Absolutely, sir. PP um, then and now. This is the then. The reality is that Mr. Sudas is not going to be testifying anyway because of a, in a tiny little inconvenient problem that the coalition parties have, which is this... 300-year-old concept of ministerial accountability, meaning that ministers answer questions on behalf of the government and not staff. We're not going to be changing 300 years of history uh, all of a sudden at the behest of the coalition parties. We're not going to have staff members appearing in question period to uh, answer on behalf of the government. We're going to do it the old-fashioned way, the way it's always been done, right up until the last several months, and we're going to keep ministers, the guys in in charge, uh, responsible for their duties. There was a tell. Did you get that tell in the last couple of words? The guys in charge, not the people in charge. The guys in charge. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- now that might be a bit of a reach on my part, but I think it's a bit of a Freudian slip on his. Yep. And again, the the, the general overall smarm, right? He's really happy. I was good enough when it was when it was Dimitri Sudas, eh? Staffers don't testify. It was good enough when it was Dimitri Sudas, but it's not good enough when it's Katie Telford. Yeah, what is the difference? Hmm. Oh, yeah, she has a vagina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. But sorry, but too crude? Too crude? I don't, I don't know sorry. if you caught Dean's show yesterday, but the, the, the um, new tourism slogan for the city of Regina? Yes. Show me your vagina. <laughs> Show, on, show us your show us your regina. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. I mean, now that's something I would propose, like at a meeting for shits and giggles, like Bodie McBoatface or something. But I didn't actually, I wouldn't actually expect someone to run with it. Nope. <laughs> hey, that's a great one. Let's run with it. Where, am I being punked? Show- is there was there nobody in the room? Because I mean, it is clever. It show is. me your. Except if your city is not called Regina, something that rhymes with vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or penis. Well, I, or tits. I, I, was, you know, I was at work, and, and in a rare instance, I was actually in, in the um, in the, um, the the pit where where oh. a bunch of other people were, and I, you know, I had a had a head an earbud in, and I was listening to the show, and I'm like. And I just burst out laughing and I stood up and I said, okay, I got to, I got to share this one with you. This is just too bizarre. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard of for a tourism thing. 
and I, and they're like, yeah. And I tell them, and, and you got to understand that my, my, um, coworkers are from all over the world. Um, male, female, non-binary LGBT, like literally we're the rainbow coalition. Everybody was like, <sighs> I'm like, yeah, that was my reaction too. <laughs> Like I'm the only, I'm, I'm the only wonder slice of wonder bread in the building. Right. For the most part. <laughs> so, and I was like, Whoa. And everybody had the same reaction. I mean, we all laughed about it, but it was sort of a, who would approve that? Yep. 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 Here's a shock. Uh, the residents of Regina do not like it. Gee, I, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Where's dildo? But I mean, dildo Newfoundland. Okay, they embrace theirs, but then again, it's in the name of the town, right? Right. There's a difference there. One's a play on words. One is the actual term. <laughs> oh man, I, I I just thought of it. Uh, a T-shirt that we might want to do. Oh, you'll share it with me yeah, later. Yeah, show, Let's share. Show me your kits. Oh. I suppose. Uh, okay. A little vulgar. Uh, um. What do you wear under your kilt? Your mother's lipstick. What? <laughs> oh, 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 oh my. Yeah, that's a bad one. Um, it's funny though. Yeah. <laughs> but that's terrible. Um, talking about making uh, corrections. Yes. Uh, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, this also uh happened uh liberal mp uh mark holland stood up in the house the other day to make the statement that um a briefing was offered to the leader of the opposition pierre poliver and that he had declined to take it mm-hmm. turns out thank you very much mr speaker mr speaker yesterday during a question period i'd like to inform the house that i misspoke when I said the leader of the official opposition was offered a briefing on foreign electoral interference, what I had meant to say, Mr. Speaker, was the leader of the official opposition had stated publicly that he would refuse such a briefing on classified information. I apologize for the confusion. Yeah, fair. All right. Right. Fair point. Now, the usual suspect, Mr. Coyne. Oh my, Holland now admitting he gave wrong information to Parliament. Poliver was not offered a classified intelligence briefing. It's a full-on route. Mm. Hello, head cheerleader. Yeah. Number one, that shouldn't have been so gleeful. No. Uh, And what I'm noticing here is that a liberal admits an error. Mm. Pierre says being briefed means he could not comment. Mm -hmm. Remember that clip we showed? Mm -hmm. Pierre says, the PM has been briefed. Pierre says, the PM not commenting about the brief he received as a cover-up. Wait, what? Focus on the liberal. Don't ask about the blatant inconsistency. See how it works. Endless loop there. See how it works? Because the story of the liberal who admitted he has an error is the easy story to cover. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to go in and ask him questions. Because he admitted the other one, however, well, that's a little more complicated, you, isn't it? You, you, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't want to take the briefing because if you do, you'll be bound to secrecy and can't comment. 
but you're saying that the prime minister who read the same documents is not bound to space secrecy and has to come clean. And if he's not, he's covering up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mental gymnastics that Simone Biles would be baffled at. You need to move your camera a little bit, sir, because the logo is on your forehead. <laughs> All right. There you go. Perfect. All right. Um, that strikes me as a little weird, uh, especially since, um, again, if we're talking about um, CP, the CPC TV network television shows, <laughs> that uh, yesterday it was Friends, uh, but it appears now that they have a telenovela yeah, or soap opera. Apparently. Yes. Uh, our good friend DaCosta um, has come up with some artwork. Oh, yes. I see this. Yes, yes. Yes. CPC Television presents Complication <laughs> Starring Andrew Coyne and Deborah Coyne and Sarah Coyne and David Johnston and Pierre, the ghost of Pierre Lillard Trudeau in flashback sequences only. And of course, the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, and of course, shirtless with great wavy hair. That is nice hair. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that is nice Complication hair. Oh... And, you know, people have made the comment that you know, we shouldn't bring Sarah Quinn into it. And, yes, it is not her fault, but it's like we're not bringing Sarah Quinn into it. Someone is renting a guide in a backpack for a guided three-day trek through the woods to find a way to pretend that he is in some way. Not mention that he's somehow has a conflict with a board member of the Trudeau Foundation, who happens to be the daughter of the former prime minister for whom he appears to have a hate on three miles wide. Well, that's peculiar, isn't it? I mean... Again, I'm not saying that there are some mommy issues at play here. I'm just saying. But I'm not one to gossip, so you didn't hear from me. No. (laughs) You would never do that. I never gossip. I own, this queen only tells the truth. Uh-huh. And to God. <laughs> so, I mean, here's if I if I was Trudeau, Prime Minister Trudeau, this is what I'd do right now. Well, let's clear up any confusion. Offer him the damn briefing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Offer him the damn briefing. Why not? See what he does. See if he boxed. Call his bluff. Call his bluff. Get it on the record that he did actually, he was actually offered it and declined it. Get it. Because right now we have a situation right here, kids, where uh, Pierre Polliver and the conservatives are complaining and whining and bitching and moaning and everything else. They're basically playing moaning Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I said, she's constipated. Well. She's stuck in that bathroom and she's constipated. Somebody needs right? some kaopectate. And Pierre Polliver doesn't show up to vote for his own motion. They won't vote to support the NDP motion to call for a full public inquiry, which is something that they've been calling for in public, a full public inquiry. Um, they uh, won't, the leader won't see the briefing, but wants people to do something. This is looking like a party that wants a whole bunch of action, but is not willing to lift a damn finger to make any of it happen themselves. It's theater. <laughs> It's theater. You say you want a public inquiry, you won't vote for a motion for it. 
You say you want Telford to come, but you as the leader don't even show up in the house for the vote? It's because he doesn't give a shit. It's all, it's all games to you him. You say that a real leader should be doing something, should be aware of all the information, do everything they can to protect the nation, and you don't even want to get briefed because that will stop you from being your usual hyper-partisan self. It's all so you're putting party above country. You're literally telling me you're putting party above country. Mm-hmm. Like you did in the occupation. We're not going to say anything because we want Trudeau to wear it. I don't want to read the document because it stops me from taking swings at Trudeau. Because he doesn't it's care true, about... Though. It's true, though. He only cares about power and gaining it. That's it. So he will lie, obfuscate, do mental gymnastic backflips that Simone Biles would be shocked at just to gain a point or two. Yeah. Now, as David Aiken points out uh, rather, rather astutely here, that uh, going this route is also in the advantage uh, of the liberals because Telford could either appear at the committee or could appear at um, which one? There, there are two committees, one PROC, I'm not sure what the acronyms mean, unfortunately, that is chaired by a liberal or ETA, ETHI, so I'm guessing one's ethics and one's, Something I else. don't know what PR, PROC is, uh, but uh, the ETHI is uh, chaired by a conservative MP, so they opted to send her to the committee that is chaired by a liberal MP. <laughs> so still a little politics there of course. involved, just a little little. Sp- sprinkling of politics on top of that so that, you know, and, um, <laughs> oh, that's funny, but that's a totally unrelated. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, oh, sorry, go ahead. Just a, a little palate cleanser there. Get my dentist on the line. <laughs> that's... Chris Guy has been arrested 25 times in 26 months, but Chris Guy wants to sue, well, Dean Blundell for pointing that out. All right. I, okay, look, I, I'm <laughs> laughing at that, but I shouldn't be laughing at that because, look, it's, I, 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 we shouldn't be laughing at that because he is, um, no, it, he, he's just sad. It's the get my dentist on the line laugh I shouldn't laugh about, the line I shouldn't laugh about because, look, I, don't, I need dental work, but I don't have the money. Whereas Chris Guy does have the money. Well, his family does. I don't know if he has any himself, but his, isn't his father like a billionaire? I, I've heard something like yeah. that too. Well, look, worth more money than I'll ever see in my entire lifetime. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's his excuse. <laughs> <laughs> he don't have one. He literally don't have one. Um, all right. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the mm-hmm. show. So rather than uh, starting a new topic, um, just a couple little tidbits i will uh, put here um this tweet here mr grizzly this one goes to illustrate a point that we were uh, talking about earlier um that i was mentioning but this one is from the ndp stating the conservatives have blocked an ndp motion to debate the need for a public inquiry into foreign interference in canadian elections this includes but is not limited to possible threats from china russia or india and so yeah there's the mixed messages from the conservatives mm-hmm. right won't attend briefings, won't debate a motion to need for the public inquiry, but the party's been created. Oh, why hasn't somebody done something as it won't lift a finger to help? Boy who cried wolf. Yipper. Yipper, we got that going on on both sides of the, both sides of the country. <laughs> uh, both sides of the border, I should say. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we, we have this one as well, right? Consider where the prime minister said conservatives are trying to gin up the political toxicity. It's like, it's true though. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin Trudeau. Um, and then we have uh, Sarah Fisher being Sarah Fisher. <laughs> uh, critical thought is the enemy of wokeism. No, honey, wokeism exists because critical thought is applied. If you're not woke, you're sleepwalking through your life. Next. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's clearly she's incapable of critical thinking because to make a statement as dumb as that. Right. Like, did, right? Did, did you hear the words that were coming out of your mouth? Because clearly you didn't think before you spoke. God. Um, so yesterday, uh, a big development was that uh, the Band-Aid letter for David Johnston did come out as uh, reported by uh, Susan Delacourt here that we have. And uh, it is written very, very, very small. Oh, I can't see any of that. Yeah. No, that's, that's not... There we go. And now it's cutting off some of the stuff. But uh, essentially, um, he's been, uh, the liberals gave the conservatives what they wanted in that uh, he'll be looking at 2019 and 2021 only. In that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, let's see what it says Oh, the here. most recent election, the, then. He's not going to go back 40 years. No, he's not going to be looking at any election that Stephen Harper ran in. Of course not. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and as an independent special rapporteur, Mr. Johnson is being tasked with assessing the extent and impact of foreign interference in Canada's electoral processes, including by examining information related to the 2019 and 2021 federal elections to determine what the government did to defend Canada against electoral interference. Building on the work of the National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians, or ANSICOP, and the National Security and Intelligence Review Agency, the NSIRA, he will identify any outstanding issues requiring attention with a view to uphold Canadians' confidence in our democratic institutions and electoral processes. Mr. Johnson is to recommend any additional mechanisms or transparent processes, such as a formal public inquiry, he deems necessary to reinforce Canadians' confidence in the integrity of our democratic institutions by May 23, 2023. Additionally, he will identify innovative approaches and improvements in the way public agencies work together to combat foreign interference in our electoral processes. So there you go. And he's expected to complete his review by October 31st, 2023, while submitting regular reports to the Prime Minister that will also be shared with the leaders of the opposition and made available to Canadians. So we're going to get regular reports. They're going to be transparent. They're going to be shared with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, looks like a pretty darn good process. Um, I would have liked it to be more, but I have a feeling that there's going to be something else recommended out of this. Oh, yeah. I would. There yeah. will be. Yeah. Well, there will know, be. I'd like there to be more too, but you know, as the saying goes, you can't have yeah. everything. Where would you put it? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would like there to be more in the sense that, because we, as I keep on saying, we know that this is getting easier for people to do and more like an eyes wide open thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're going to find out all that much about 2019 or 2021. To be totally honest, we'll just like find out that there's a situation and. You know, we should remain vigilant and here's more things that we can do and this is why. Mm-hmm. That's what I expect to ultimately come out of this. 
All right. And uh, before we go, just a little note that the U.S. Federal Reserve was thinking uh, uh, it's the, their bank rate uh, increase day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looked like the talk was going to be 50 basis points. But it seems that uh, what's been going on with uh, the banks in the United States, the pressure that it has created on liquidity is basically having a similar, if not greater, impact than an interest rate increase. Oh. So uh, the banks may were looking at not doing one, but they're trying to maintain confidence as well. And it seems that the bank maybe not doing a cut, at, not doing a cut at all, or or reducing the rates might send more signals to the market that the Federal Reserve is panicking. So it looks like what people are predicting is that it may be a rate increase of only twenty five basis points instead of fifty, instead of just a stagnant or whatnot, because they don't want to send the signal that they're panicking by not raising rates. To combat inflation, but Seems this is pretty much having, but it's pretty much having a similar impact. Mm-hmm. Which is now in Canada it won't be such a big thing because Canada we've already decided that we're not when we've already had when interest rate potential hike period passed by and we didn't do it, so we wouldn't be sending the same signal. No. But the U.S. might. So well, that's again, just one thing to look look forward to when they they make that again. Canadian uh, banks are, are um, super super secure and like I said, risk averse. So yeah. you know. And we just got some good inflation uh, data as well. Not so much for food, but we'll talk about that on another episode another because show. we have to go. This is the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver podcast. We hope you love listening to us because we love making this for you. I'm going to speed through these things. Sharing is caring. Word of mouth, priceless. Democracy is something you do. Write your MPs, write your senators, write your MPPs, write your media outlet. Tell them you're not standing for this. Find us on all the Beaver Grizzly friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated. True North Eager Beaver on Facebook, True Eager on Twitter, True North Eager Beaver at gmail.com is how you reach us. Podpage.com slash the True North Eager Beaver with a hyphen between each one of those words is how you subscribe to us so you get everything we put out. Also, subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel. We're getting very, very close to 200, and we're getting very, very close to 1,000 on the Twitter feed. So, send us over the edge, kids. Send us over the edge. Uh, we can't do this without your kind and generous support. If you feel that we've done a good show, please scan the QR code above Mr. Grizzly's head, and you can send us a tip at coffee.ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver. And we did receive a tip from Ms. Sarika. Uh, unfortunately, I'm speeding through, so we will thank you more formally tomorrow for that. Promise. Uh, merch will be coming soon. Until next time, dear kids, it could be a tough world out there, so please be kind to and gentle with yourself. And some quick wisdom, Mr. Grizzly. Remember to change your razor blade before you shave. There you go. All right, kids, Mr. Grizzly, roll the credits because we're speeding out of here. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind.
Right. Have a wonderful day, everyone. And hello, Kit Matthew. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for watching, eh? We'll see you soon. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.